Hi, this is Stuttering John Melendez from The Howard Stern Show. And for some really stupid reason, you're listening... Insufferable Bastards. Great name for a podcast, morons. Insufferable Bastards podcast. Ooh, edgy. You guys are so edgy. Edgy. I should just block. I don't like you either. You're a fucking dork. Why do you show up in here? Get out of here. I'm going to block you on Twitter, too. Your tweets suck. You're not funny. All right. Speaking of people you don't want to hang out with, I happened to stumble across this show on YouTube called Insufferable Bastards. Hmm. Welcome to Insufferable Bastards. My name is Carlos Danger for the purposes of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello. Hello. Joining us making a return appearance, our honorary third Mike. You know him as the man who likes to vape from Mondo Creepy. It's Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello. Greetings and salutations. We have we are honored to have a very special guest joining us for the first time. I am getting some feedback from somebody hearing myself through your mic. Maybe we'll take care of that as the show wears on. But please welcome to the broadcast, Obnoxious John. Hello, gentlemen. Very, very happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm actually nervous now that we're live and we're talking to Obnoxious John. Uh, so give me a couple of minutes for the butterflies to wear down in my stomach. But first and foremost, if you want to follow OJ, YouTube.com slash Obnoxious John. On Twitter, you see it down here, Obnoxious John. He's also been in a bunch of Bedabbler El Harible streams. You can catch that at YouTube.com slash Bedabbler. OJ, the first question I have is this partnership, this allegiance that's been built between you and El Harible, is that something that is permanent? I would like to think so. Like, um, maybe not as far as his show goes. I do think that because of the uh, our history, if you will, um, that yes, he, you know, he, he's he's been having me on the show. Uh, I, I do think we have a friendship. We're building a friendship. We obviously don't know each other all that well yet. You know, he did come. He did. He was my savior at DabbleCon. Um, I do think he eventually just wants to do his own thing. You know. And I'm sure he'll continue to have me on his show, which I hope because I do. I think we have a pretty good chemistry and uh, I, I, I love working with him. So but I do think um, I think he wants to really just do his own thing. Which it was like it was like DabbleCon was his. I'm sorry, OJ, I stepped on you. Go ahead. Oh, no, you're fine. I was just saying and he's more than capable of. And I think his, he's going to only get better as he goes. Um, and he's got he's got a videography background he's really good at that so i think once he he starts incorporating that a little bit more into his streams it's only going to get better he he's going to do he's going to be fine yeah it was like DabbleCon was his coming out party in a way he sort of announced himself publicly to the world in person and he's been then he went from there he was on watp i thought you and cardiff electric a friday or two ago had a really entertaining stream you know, I mean, this is shit. This is a shit show and it's amateur. And it's like local access. But Cardiff, you and, and he really did a good job. So people should definitely check that out. Hello, Corndiff. The corn man is in the house. Thank you so much for joining us. Six string man, always nice to see you. Welcome, Skull. And then we have Scooter G. Gala. Let me just say, too, I, I, really, I really appreciate you uh, 
with the compliments. I haven't gone back and listened to the show, but you you guys do an awesome job too. You guys do no, have no, a we professional don't. sounding show. Like you just started live streaming, you're getting good at it. I think it's it's gonna get nothing but better for you as well. So I hate live streaming. Brian hates live streaming. Uh, but Obnoxious John is the one that made us live stream. So we're doing it because whatever Obnoxious John says, you do, right? Or bad things happen. So here we are. So I thought just in terms of the agenda today, I thought we would talk about Casey Armstrong. Right? I clickbaited this title apparently originally. It gave the impression that Casey was going to be on this broadcast. That's not happening. But I wanted to talk about his emergence as a dabbler in the dabbler verse. This podcast is dabbler adjacent. First and foremost, we're a movie review and TV review podcast. Just want to set that out that set that out there in terms of credentials. So, and then I wanted to talk about, I guess, I don't know if OJ wanted to touch upon DabbleCon. I even wrote stuff down. We'll give him a chance to do that. Uh, and then we're going to talk about Bill Burr mentioning a really good early '80s forgotten sort of. Nah, it's not really a B movie. Uh, and then we're going to talk about uh, sex in movies because there was this weird debate about sex in movies this week. Scooter G says, stop putting yourselves down. Y'all great. Kevin Dumbfuck sucks. Hashtag I, I, P Dabbler. Hashtag P Dabbler. All right, we'll know, get to I, that. I just want to say something real quick. You know, Go ahead, sir. You, uh, all this Kevin Dumbfuck hate, you know, it, I, I do still feel bad for the guy. It, the piss thing happened. It's 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 over with in my mind. I, you know, it's never going to go away. Like this is going to be an on running. Wait, joke. save this, save this, because we might have questions. We need people to tune in yeah. for a little bit, and don't forget to hit the uh, subscribe button and all that stuff. But not everybody needs to hate Kevin. I think you know, sure. I, I, you know, people are going to do what they want. But I'm just saying, I, I, I don't, I don't care for all. all. It, it feels that like some people are really kind of beating a dead horse right now with the whole Kevin thing. Especially on Twitter well, right now. Well, you know what? In all honesty, oh, I think it is part, it, it's a lot of Kevin's fault because you know he, he he's going on these shows and saying stuff. He he should have just said he was sorry and like that was it. Sure, people have questions about what he did. Okay, I took some pills. I fucked up. That's it. That should have been it. But I think what people are hearing from him is really uh, is really buried him a little bit. Anyway, hopefully he just stops talking about it. You know, it's. Not the piss, but just the whole situation and just moves on. He could go do something else. He said something about wanting to leave the dabble verse, which I think is a smart idea. So, yeah, it is. It is what it is to use that cliche. Scooter I Jesus. I just want to put it out there. I personally don't like all the hate that he's getting. We have nice guy John today, not obnoxious John. Well, I do flip flop with with the whole. <laughs> no, thing. I I, gotta hey, be honest. I respect. And, you. and just for anybody, maybe there's new viewers who don't know the background here. Real quick, DabbleCon was a couple of weeks ago. That was a gathering of the dabblers in beautiful Rochester, New York. You might have heard it was cold. And uh, obnoxious John and Kevin were rooming together because they did a podcast together called Why Do I Podcast in the middle of the night. A very drunken and inebriated and mixed drug using Kevin urinated on obnoxious john's belongings so that's been if in case you don't know hashtag pissgate that is the long story short i think one of the things that's emerged from this and i guess this was supposed to be later in the show but we'll just talk about it now is obnoxious john's handling of the situation with empathy sort yeah. of being above the fray i think made a guy who was already well respected in the dabbleverse even more so by the way he carried himself and uh, isn't doing a live stream a day tearing into Kevin and, and, and combating each sort of allegedly maybe misleading or false statement that Kevin may or may not have made. I think Which that's I why. I got to say, human nature, at least my nature, you know, that 
I struggled with that. There was part of me that's like, okay, let me, I just didn't want to, you know, as I've gotten older, I've become a very spiritual man and I just try to live. I, I, I struggle every day. Believe me, I'm not perfect. I am not the greatest guy in the world. I, I struggle with it. I'm human, but I just try my best to, to um, not put the negative energy out there. Well, I said it last week and I'll say it again. I think you've been handling it like a real class act. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's all we're all trying to uh, not be uh, assholes, I guess, as we get older. That's sort of what it comes down to. Stutjo Depot, welcome to the stream. It's really healthy, honestly. Like, I agree with you. I, I th yeah, I mean, if you look how fat I am, I think I turned myself into what I am because it was the projection of myself in my mind that manifested itself over the last <laughs> ten to fifteen years. That's honestly what happened. But Stutjo Depot is here, man. Forget uh, my mental condition. Oh, uh, what's up, Stutjo? He says, probably bring that up one more time. Oops, I almost spilled coffee. He unfollowed everyone on Twitter, LOL. Yes, I was among the victims of the mass unfollowing. He's one still more thing. following me. I don't know why, but he is. They unfollowed me also. All right, Mondo Creepy, he's following you because what's your what's your avatar? It's the star well, yeah. of your show. It's not well, you, the bearded guy. It's a it's a big But he busted. knows who I am. He's seen this show. He might not have. Yeah, uh Six String Man says he still did sad Chad this week. Yeah, and it was a pretty, I thought that sad Chad was pretty entertaining and it became uh Pissgate. It became more about, it was like sad Kevin as opposed to sad Chad a little bit there. The last thing I'll say about Kevin and Obnoxious John, maybe you can address this because one of the things that you mentioned on Twitter was that perhaps the biggest mistake out of all this was awakening the sleeping giant, poking that Twitter bear known as Buttering Jay. Yeah. The reaction. That that was that was the dumbest thing he could have done out of anything that I disagreed with, you know, personally in, in his shows that he's done. Um, I don't know what the hell he was thinking by attacking Muttering Jay. Um, did I say Muttering Jay? Now I just did I mispronounce his name? Now I'm nervous. Muttering Jay, I meant. Did I say Muttering John? Muttering Jay. Sorry. Well, Muttering John also, but he go, he's Muttering Jay. Uh, I don't want to make him mad. No, <laughs> you're fine. But, I mean, uh, the thing about muttering Jay, I don't mean to ask a question and then answer it myself, but you do that. I mean, he's the, I mean, you know, Kevin had a, a on the record sort of not a paper trail, but a digital trail of what he said about this event. And, and, and sort of there's some contradictions there. And once you sort of attack muttering Jay and I understand, like, I have thin skin. I don't think I'd be able to handle the amount of pressure that Kevin's been under since P gate happened. But, you know. You gotta, you gotta understand what's gonna happen if you choose to go down that path. So, well, I think that. the ball has already kind of been rolling in motion, and um, Kevin, for whatever reason, chose to go that route with with Muttering Jay, and that was just, yeah, that was a huge, huge mistake. You know, if the, just the and just so we could stop talking about this. Um, Kevin, if you're if you're again, if you're listening, dude, if we could have been talking about this and laughing about it right now and had made up and whatever. But uh, I just uh, the way you handled this is just, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe one day again we will talk. But, yeah, <laughs> I just uh, you you effed up pretty bad. And, yeah, and Muttering Jay is. Uh, Pretty relentless. He's uh, and accurate. I, I he, he, the guy's doing well, his homework. He's like he's he's a bulldog. He's 
freaking Steve Langford for our universe. If you guys are familiar with Steve Langford. Oh, of course. Yes. Howard 101. Yeah, dude. He was a bulldog. And that's muttering Jerry. I love it. It reminds me so much of that um, persistent um, journalism. I, I love it. Six string man says muttering Jay said, you know, you don't fucked up, right? <laughs> it's a pretty good summation. All right. So moving on, uh, God bless you. Uh, Kevin Dumfuck as always. Wish you you got best. more out of me than I was. I was not, I wasn't even going to say any of that stuff. It's just, uh, I just have one question. Sure. Okay. Why wear a hundred dollar pair of jeans to Rochester? I would be afraid to get robbed. <laughs> That's something I regret even mentioning the cost of the job. I, I should have never even mentioned that. Like it, it just was. I thought that was hilarious. So I would just say it was a joke. So, well, you know, I do I like it. to look good when I go out. I'm not like a bum, you know, at home. It doesn't, I don't care what I'm wearing, but he was a chick magnet at DabbleCon. I'll say <laughs> if I'm, if I'm going out, I like to dress good. Did you see just one last thing on DabbleCon? Did you see that, uh, there was a post in Dabbler's Anonymous, or maybe it was Shuley's Anonymous. It was pretty vicious. Uh, and it said, like, basically, DabbleCon showed me what type of crowd was there. You're all fat, drunk losers. And this, this constant uh, criticism of Stuttering John is just a psychological projection. It's classic projection. Did anybody happen to read that? No, you guys didn't? No. All right, maybe go check that out. It was, it, it was a pretty interesting little comment there and I couldn't help but feel like as a fat drunk man that you were talking directly about me. Uh, so anyway, all right, that's it. That's it with DabbleCon. Oh, the other thing, wait, one last thing about DabbleCon. We did sort of say on this podcast, hey, the lesson of DabbleCon is like, don't mix drugs and don't room with another, another fella. But I will say that I was expecting to room with somebody up at DabbleCon. It didn't work out. I know Brian and Matt, we've roomed together with multiple dudes. Multiple. And in a hope that like sick, like well, that a legal a amount weird guys but <laughs> at horror cons, we would go we would go to horror conventions and you would drink in down on the bar and then everybody would crash on a floor in a bathtub you would all stuff into one room so i don't think it's unheard of there was a little bit of elitism going on in the dabble verse by people were like looking down at two men of uh, rooming together <laughs> well, I don't especially, mean, especially my good buddy el horrible el, Hori <laughs> el, el horrible is very he was, well, he's he, got a hot tub guys so he can afford the extra room whatever reason but that, it's all good it was the best part of dabblecon was when el horrible was outside uh, lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills uh <laughs> don't all right casey armstrong ladies and gentlemen big news i know this is old and that's okay casey armstrong emerged this week as a dabbler. And I first came across it, maybe you guys did, in a post, in a video from his YouTube page that made it to Dabblers Anonymous. I think it was Dabblers Anonymous. Yeah, it was. And it was shared by, did I write down? Oh, some alarming underscore abrocoma or abrocoma. He was the one that I think, or she or whatever, came across this link and shared it with the world. And I'm very grateful for this because I thought this was just, well, let's watch some of it. It's 11 minutes and I know probably people have already seen it, but maybe please like tell me to pause and comment when you guys want to pause. Here it is, Casey Armstrong talking about working with Stuttering John. All right, guys, how you doing? My name is Casey Armstrong and I'm a little pressed for time here. Um, I just got to tell you how entertained I am for all you guys um, with the stuttering John thing. First, is the volume okay, guys? Because it's blowing out my headphones a little bit. Is it okay good. for you guys? Yeah. 
Okay, sorry. So it started with Carl from Who Are These Podcasts? And then there was this hilarious comedian and very pretty girl. And her name is Chrissy Meyer. The Uncle Rico show with Mike Morris and the Reverend Bob Levy, who um, I miss a lot. And then you got the great Anthony Cumia. You got Steel Toe. Uh, you got um, Hewley. You got Radio Gunk. And most importantly, you got the Dabblers. Chrissy brought us on with the Dabblers. So many creative people at the Dabblers. You go on there and there's all these skits and like song parodies and man, they're just so creative. I mean, just the editing, editing alone is, is so incredible and we're all united in this stuttering John debacle. Why you say debacle? I thought you liked John. Yeah, I like John. But through all the fun I'm having with you guys and all the attention you guys are making me see, like all the different videos that are out there and stuff, he doesn't like me very much. I remember when he came out with his book and my best friend, uh, Autumn Maglia, who is no longer with us, used to get so mad at John because she would tell me, like, he said this, he said that. I'm like, Autumn, you know, that's 20... 25 years ago we you know that that's that's so long ago yeah I, I, I've written two books but they've mentioned Howard Stern once <laughs> it's a it's a totally different thing so we've moved on you know but one of the things I take issue with is um, stuttering John thinks I'm so stupid he thinks I'm so retarded that he'll get me on when I was promoting my book I went on this show and he said that um, Hey, when did, when did you come up with the homeless game? Uh, like, John, I was an intern. I don't know. It was a while ago. Was it 96 or something? Yeah. Well, and then after I got off the phone, jaywalking has been on for the longest time. So, basically, guys call me a thief, and I don't care. You know, obviously, I've, I've moved on, and uh, 20, 25 years ago was fun at that time. But, you know, you start living in the past, and then, well, then you get some talented comedians that just ripped the hell out of you. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I took so hard uh, when I finally saw those clips was that, look, you, you could say anything about me, but, you know, the stand-up uh, will tell you, like Chrissy and Shuley and Bob Levy and Mike all, all and Anthony, everybody will tell you about being a stand-up, if you've been up on stage one time and someone says that you lift material or that what you're doing up there isn't yours and you're, you're taking it, you're biting it from someone else, that's not okay in my book. And for him to say, for John to say that jaywalking is the same as the homeless game, so I ripped the homeless game because I created the homeless game, that means that... Um, I ripped off jaywalking, which I believe I might have been 12 or 13. Okay, so I won't play the whole thing. I wanted to play a good chunk of that, though. That was about four minutes because I just thought this was as a as an older Howard Stern fan, and maybe I'm a geek and a loser or whatever you want to call me, how compelling that video was. So I want to ask you, obnoxious John, as an old school dabbler yourself, 
what is your reaction to that Casey Armstrong video? I love it because it's 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 someone being genuine and real, and um, that's always cool. And on top of that, I'm a, I've always been a huge fan of Casey. Always, I thought he was an awesome addition to the show. And um, unlike Stuttering John, when John left, they actually replaced him with a couple guys that were more talented than John. But when Casey left, I thought um, there was a void in the show. It just wasn't the same for me. It was still a great show, but with Casey on there, it, it was much better. When Casey, let me just let me just read this. It's not a super chat because we don't have super chats. We're not making any money off this, but I just want to say, skull to Jason N. Welcome back to the live stream. Nice to see you. Go ahead, Brian. As another, I think old uh, Howard Stern fan. Like they, everyone talks about the greatest era of Stern, and everyone has their opinion, and they're all right. I mean, you you love what you love. But for me, it's always been Casey with Stuttering John and Artie. That whole time, like, Casey, what's so good about Casey was he was the jock, the good-looking guy that all of us got to make fun of. But Casey could laugh at it. You know, like, again, that clip proves he's like, oh, you you get over it. You have to have thick skin if you're going to be on air and you're going to, you know, be that guy and I always and listen he didn't always have thick skin of course but it was hilarious that it was a bunch of geeks and ugly fat guys making fun of the good-looking jock and he laughed about it and I just think he there was an element there when it was all that like that to me was the greatest uh hang element of the show what what I always liked about Casey is how incredibly human he was on the show because he was not afraid to put like his faults out there. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember the time when he won about $300,000 playing online poker. And then like a week later, he blew it all trying to double his money. I mean, that could have been life-changing money for the guy. But the fact that like he was just open to admit it. Like first off, he didn't have to share that story with anyone. That was just him by himself locked in a room with the computer. And he shared that story on the air. And I just thought that was amazing that he did that. What's sort of, Surprising to me now, looking back, right? I'm 49 years old. I believe all you guys are what well into your 50s, pushing 60. But I was struck that <laughs> when you when you look back, this is from Wikipedia, by the way. I'm, that's my source for this. That's the extent of my research here. But Casey Armstrong is younger than us. He was born in 75. I'm born. Look, in I always 75. thought he was an old guy. What'd you say, Matt? I'm I'm born in 75. Well, yeah, he's actually he's he's just a little bit older than me. Which is crazy because in those years, I thought he was like an adult and like, you know, I thought he was like in his 40s, but he was just a kid during this time. And I think like the thing about KC and Brian, you're right. He was like Mr. Buff, right? But he was, on, he you guys had his own issues. The poster? You didn't own his poster? I got it right. Over. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> he had his issues. Like looking back yeah. now that we've all grown up and, and the talk about mental health, not to get all uh, uh, touchy feely here, but he was way ahead of that curve, man. He was dealing with his issues on the planet's largest radio show, talking openly about all the various struggles he had. And what I really like about that video, I and mean, first of all, the emotional music played in the background, he is so genuine in that video he is obviously speaking straight from his heart and he's still hurt by what stuttering john did to him yeah which was another thing it sort of puts this all into perspective for me because i'm always one of those guys i'd be like all right stuttering john yeah i know people don't like him but he was always a great part of the show because he was such a uh, shit stirrer but then you know casey clearly had real world 
implications there. By the way, just to, sorry. sorry, No, go ahead. You go ahead. I was going to say, just to interject, uh, John's talking about, well, you stole your bit from jaywalking. But meanwhile, Jay Leno has always admitted that he stole jaywalking from Steve Allen, the original host of The Tonight Show, when he used to just do a man on the street bit. So we have yeah, some. I mean, still stealing bits. Stern's always said that. Uh, I always thought, you know, that's just part of the joke. I mean, you know, when you got to talk for five, six hours a day, you're always going to steal something. And as much as I love Howard, oh, yeah. he's not like the first shock jock to do what he did. Uh, no, as a exactly. matter of fact, uh, there was a. I had my next door neighbor uh, at the time who was a very popular DJ named Gary D. And uh, he was in the Washington area, also in the Cleveland area, and he was a shock jock, and he did a lot of the same sort of things Howard was doing back then. So everybody takes something from here and there, and it's always, you know, that's just how art, that's art, you know, that's just how things go. Yeah, but for John to interject and and, right. and bust his chops about it, it's just John's ridiculous. Just an asshole. That's yeah, well, that's John. Yeah. Oh, yeah uh, hey, John. can we get to some of these chats just real quick? Because I do have a. Uh, yeah, go ahead and read them, more. Brian. Go ahead. I see that one has been up there for a while. Let's Artie catch up. In the ch- Artie in the Artie chair was the only one ever for me. I uh, agree with that. That was from Uncle Rican Mama. Well, I'm, uh, my, Mammy. Mammy. I'm still. Who was uh, at DabbleCon and was hanging out with OJ. I'm, Jackie has his error, but I mean, we won't debate. But I. Uh, and then uh, uh, Uncle Rican Mammy also says KC was amazing. Um, and his next comment is she. never thought that's he a, was gay. See, that's, that's, that's a female, by it's an way. actual female. Okay, there are okay, females in the devil guys, 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 I, I know no. her name starts with uncle because I could see that, but it's from the Uncle Rico show. Oh, you guys will ever, I've never seen that show. Um, it's a brush fire in Seymour, Connecticut. Then we have uh, Rust Dog Broken Spirit. I guess he was referring to uh, Matt's thing that was a fake bit. Uh, we'll leave this up for one that second. Casey brought in a bunch of like sort of this new fake bit stuff. But this is the one question that one I want to get. Wait, to. wait, I got it. One thing for Ross, Ross dog's broken spirit, who I saw was on the Opie stream the other day was made. He made some uh, Opie clip. Where's your vaping comment. We got Mondo vapey here. I'm waiting for the vape comment. All right, go ahead. Okay. Uh, this is my only question I have for um, uncle Rick and Mammy. He was the Mehmet of his day. Dude, Casey, don't please. I mean, Mehmet is a hack compared to uh, Casey. Casey Brian, Brian is team JD, right? I mean, listen. J- didn't JD hate Mehmet? Because I stopped listening to no, about that. No, that was somebody else. But uh, the, you know, I mean, the, the people that have come to the new serious show. And yes, I still, I'm a subscriber. I still listen to the Stern show. So make fun of me all you want. But, you know, I'm one of those guys that still listens. Um Anyone that came into the serious years to me has never really been part of the Stern show. She's saying that's the joke. She's saying Mehmet okay. is the joke. All right. All right. Already, but I never know this. This means already's better, right? I don't know my greater than left, less than. She says, what? we will debate. Look, what? now you've upset uh, the only female uh, uh, dabbler, Brian. <laughs> you're just, you're just bad news. I wanted to just say one more thing about uh, KC before we move on there. Um, for me, he was the most relatable person that I got, not as far as his good looks. And, you know, he was like, like he was sculpt, you know, like a sculpture of what a man should be. But uh, 
just like his sense of humor. Like I remember like his stories that he would tell about like some of the goofy stuff he'd do with his buddies and just off the wall stuff where everybody else in the room was like laughing at him and calling him crazy. I'm sitting there like, dude, I've done the same kind of shit, man. Also it before Artie, like we watched KC have a meltdown on air. It was fascinating radio. It was fascinating because I mean, it just shows you like that morning radio must be a hell of a grind because it does like literally destroy people's lives. I would have blew my brains out. Absolutely. Uh, The other thing, of course, KC, was on Who Are These Podcasts this week, and it's a great interview. Great interview. I'm sure people, if you're watching this, you've already seen it. But one of the things that jumped out to me was that Carl said Casey was supposed to come to DabbleCon and how awesome that would have been. Oh, my God, dude. Yeah, I would've, right? That would have been literally my probably my favorite person to meet. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm a, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Casey. Almost everything he was involved with on the show was great. And Jason N says, didn't Casey bang Miss Howard Stern? That yes. was the whole long running. Oh, wasn't, yeah. wasn't Casey kind of asexual, though? Wasn't he asexual no, no. before that? He the just beginning? wasn't no? on the air because he was getting chicks on the, on the side. Yeah, he had a yeah. girlfriend when he was hooking up. He didn't want to say anything about uh, Miss right. Howard Stern because he literally was like had a girlfriend at the time. I think she had the best documentary. I think it was on Howard TV. I remember watching it with you, Brian, the whole Miss. I don't know where those things yeah. even exist anymore, but that was really compelling. Her whole sort of train wreck of a life. Uh, Wasn't she in like a bad car accident or something like that? Yeah, yeah. A little later after all that, I believe. I believe that I believe that documentary was made before all that, but I could be wrong. Uh, one thing that came out in the Who Are These podcasts uh, episode there was Casey talked about uh, talked to Carl about getting angry at John when John sort of pulled his machismo. I could I could beat you up. Essentially, third grade schoolyard uh, type stuff. So I did find a clip on YouTube that demonstrates, I think, exactly what KC was talking about. And hopefully this begins. So this is uh, in the studio, blah, blah, blah. It's pretty self-explanatory. And here he runs really behind no his mommy. Robin, shut your goddamn mouth. What do you mean there's no, no reason Don't tell me to shut my yeah, goddamn mouth. I stayed mouth. here. No, I, I get to run my mouth. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I get to run my mouth. KC. God. <laughs> Do you know how many people <laughs> called and said that they thanked us for being on the air? No, it was helping make a them. Difference. You are a fairy. You are. A... <laughs> okay, what, what, what? Oh, shut what? up, John. Don't, like, even, don't even. Don't like, even I'm going to be afraid of you. You rain home. John, I will. Girl, you got a vagina. John, John, John. What I is it, John? He doesn't Casey. even have a vagina. Casey. A vagina has all right, all right, all right, all right. Calm down. All right. John, but shut calm. your mouth. Don't Casey. even come at me like that. I'm all right, all right. Easy does. Do I look like I'm kidding? Easy does. Are you afraid of him? Yes, he does. <laughs> Easy does it, Casey. Ronnie, hold that guy back. I mean, hold that girl back. I'll kill you, man. Yeah, John has never hit a girl before. <laughs> yeah, Go yeah. ahead. What is it, Tom? Don't, in, don't incite. The guy obviously can't hit. We're just kidding. Come on. No, we're not. Go. I'm not. Anyways, uh, uh, Come on. Give me some love. Casey's like Joe DiMaggio. We're going to talk to him again forever for the rest of his life. Well, that's too bad. Come on, Come on Casey. You know, it was funny. Yeah, come on. It was so I won't go on and on with that, but I just wanted to show an example where it appears that Casey legitimately got angry at John. Looking back, that's what he's confirmed uh, this week on Who Are These Podcasts. And you can certainly see the anger in his eyes at that. See, and I don't know about you guys, but I can relate to that. What zone Casey was in. He, was, he, he wasn't thinking about anything but destroying John, but there was something in his brain, you know, probably his 
knowing his job was on the line in the back of his head that stopped him from because Casey would have broken bones. John would have been destroyed. And also, yeah. they were still on terrestrial radio at the time, so he certainly couldn't curse. So yet he was almost imploding in, in his anger, and he couldn't have that outlet. Uncle Regan Mammy says he would have shred John. Literally, maybe you already shared these, but when I share a screen, I'm not paying attention. I apologize. Uh, who else is in here? I mean, listen, Gina, the, Gina oh, Bobina, sorry. let's invite him to the Toronto one as a panel guest. Wait, DabbleCon's happening in Toronto? Another comment, six-string man stuttering John looks sweaty and gross. I thought you were talking about me. The great Ross dog's broken spirit. Robin was great because she antagonized the staff when they were arguing with Howard. Yes, Robin actually, and Robin and KC were particularly uh, good together yes. back in the day. And you see, if I had let that clip play, you would have seen some of that uh, as well. Gina Bobina, by the way, welcome. Howard was, Howard was so jealous of KC, why he called him, uh, can I say that on YouTube or will I get pulled? I'm listening to a lot of Kevin Brennan. I don't want to say that, to detract the ladies. Okay, there we go. Sorry, well, Brian, I, I interrupted say, you. Uh, about KC, he, uh, he said that uh, so uh, WATP is doing something in April in Philadelphia, and KC said he was going to go to it. So Nice, man. KC, How awesome is that? And then, Brian, what I had interrupted you, you wanted to say well, something? It, it's just I understand there's a huge hatred for Stuttering John, but it's a clip like that that, come on, man, that was like that's great radio there. He's that adding something to the show on all sides of it. And, you know, he's obnoxious. He's an idiot, but it all works great for the show. Um, and that was the beauty of it. That was where it was like a jazz band. Everyone's taking their solo. Although John and, would claim that he wrote that bit. Right. I mean, that's yeah. that's where yeah. it gets stupid. That's why everyone makes fun of him now. Like, that's the thing. I mean, it also shows the beauty of uh, the Stern show back in that day. It was like, real. It was. Someone mixing real. eggs. Yeah. What was that noise? I'm sorry. OJ yeah. said it was real. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure what that noise was, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was like reality TV. I mean, uh, especially watching it on the E Show. Um, yeah, it was great. It was a great time to to uh, for entertainment in general. But yeah, that Stern show was probably the best thing out. Let's watch a quick clip of Casey essentially filling in the stuttering John role on the show by harassing Marv Albert. People see that? Yes. Continue my work with the NBA, NBC Sports, and the MSG Network while I establish my innocence in a public courtroom. Hey, Marv, you wear your, your hair you to bed? Thank you very much, and I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I, I can't answer any questions. Is biting foreplay? If you're hungry, why don't you order afternoon. room service? I'm Jerry Trainer, and I'm one of uh, yes. Marv's. Yes. Next to him, Barbara Albert. I'm always surprised that the reporters don't. What? They, none of them watched Howard Stern. What kind of media reporters? You guys are in the media. How are you? How do you not know who this is? Yeah, but Casey was. He he was still new to the show. Like he yeah, was. He was really new. I think this might have been of one of his first assignments. Yeah, I, I, I think. Oh, okay. Right. I I stand corrected. Uh, do you guys remember? I don't have any memory of this, but was he sent to this because Stuttering John was so uh, infamous? He was so noticeable. Yeah, like they were trying. They were trying out people, and it was like because I want to even say this is where he's. I don't like. 
there was he did a, a an event like this, and I don't know if this is the specific one where they bring him in. Let, let's meet the new hot intern, Robin. You'll love this guy, but I don't know if this is the exact. Bit. I believe around this time, John was having a lot of problems getting into these events because he was already just so noticeable. Yes, exactly. Okay. Well, that's yeah, that, and he was wearing those costumes. Right. He was wearing the uh, yeah. doing the accents. I mean, like he even cut his hair. Like at that time, Sterling John cut his hair. And but yeah, I'm pretty also, sure Spears is right, though. Like, uh, this was right when he had started, and this was, I believe, one of the very first things he did. Brian. And he sort of works, too, in this because he's so, uh, he looks like a TV guy. You know what I mean? Like, you wouldn't expect those questions coming out of him, which made it even hilarious. I must be the most hated man in New York City right now. And it's just funny that, I mean, I could let that play, but it is funny that the the press got so angry at them, and I assume those are cameramen or now, sports writers. I don't know if it's the same from the same, it may have been something else, but um, they tried to grab the micro the microphone from him or the tape recorder, and he just said, don't do that, don't touch that. And, like, you know, he could be a pretty intimidating guy, and so they didn't touch it. The psycho factor of a young KC, which seems to have been tempered <laughs> it in was the new a big videos, which is nice guy. to see. It was a big fat guy reporter because I remember he said that, and he was like, "Don't you touch my and 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 they stopped because again, you know, like that's what they would do. They would just knock your microphone, and they're not knock, knocking the microphone from KC. No. Then I'm just looking. Uh, Uncle Rick and Mammy says, "I think that someone says quote that stuttering John unquote in the crowd." And then we have Ross Dogs Broken Spirit, WXRK Radio. Yes, 92.3 K-Rock, which is now, I don't even know what the station is right now. There's a great E-Rock broadcast on his podcast on YouTube where he goes through what it was like to see K-Rock transition into whatever it became when it had the format switch. Really good stuff. Okay, so that was that. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? You want to watch a little bit of uh, from ST Weekly? That great Stuttering John channel that was around for a while. Casey, Casey has been doing a lot of interviews, by the way. I guess we should throw that out there as well. Been on Radio uh, he, Gunk a few times. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, credit to, to Radio Gunk. I don't mean to. Uh, that's She's obviously the queen uh, to a certain extent of the Howard Stern, um, especially the modern world. And Casey has been on a bunch of times. So some of this may be old to people who watch Radio uh, Gunk, but it's sort of new to me because I'm a moron. But I like this. This was going on for a while, ST Weekly. They had a bunch of Stern stuff, I think maybe during the pandemic. And in this clip that I'm going to try to bring up here is make sure, let me make sure I have it. Uh, it's Casey talking about getting fired. I think, no, that's, is that it? I think this is it. Apologies. Anything with a, the book is not anything about the show. I think I mentioned how much respect I have for for Howard and how it led to making my mental state uh, worse. But I kept working Sorry. at the bank, and the same thing would have happened. It didn't matter. But the end came when I had been in a, a relationship that that failed, and it was with somebody at work, and it shouldn't have been that way. And who was it? Let's let's get into that. Yeah, I, I probably don't want to say a name just because I don't know what she's got going on. That's fine. I, I think I'll figure it out. But it was somebody at work and I shouldn't have been I shouldn't have been with. And, you know, it, it uh, and everybody, everybody in the station kind of knew it. 
after the first time because I got suspended the first time. Wait a minute, were you banging Robin? I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. <laughs> just, no, no. Just no you got to talk to Florentine about that. <laughs> I did, and he wouldn't talk about it. Just kidding. yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I no. That's <laughs> that, that's funny. That's what, when I actually had to tell Chiasano, that's what he said. He goes, "Are you with Robin? <laughs> what? Why? Why does everybody think I'm with Robin?" Uh, no, Robin's just always been a friend. We never had anything like that. Uh, I was kidding. But yeah, um, so anyway, regardless, uh, <laughs> I um, kind of had reached uh, a certain point where there's no going back. Uh, when you get so low and you're really sick and then you start putting alcohol and drugs on top of that, you know, I kept it together for as long as I could, but at the end, uh, I just left work, and uh, maybe I, I might have said some things that people might have taken the, the wrong way or something. And I didn't, I wasn't showing up for a couple of days, so so they were looking for me. And uh, Tom actually came to my apartment and made the super come in and open open the door which i thought was kind of i got pissed off about and then they so again if anybody wants to hear the whole thing it's here's the pitch st weekly maybe people are already familiar with that but again i'm struck by how honest casey armstrong is and how he has changed and apparently gotten better and is self-aware in a way that maybe stuttering john according to everything we've seen over the last couple of years has not, you know, there's an interesting contrast there. Any thoughts from you guys on Casey's last days at the station? I mean, it was a train wreck. It was obvious that it wasn't going to work out. I mean, he was just having problem after problem. And this was clearly a guy that needed professional help. Gina Bobina says, I'll fix you Casey, but probably won't. I thought it was radio gold. And again, you know, I was fascinated by it. You know, looking back now at the age I'm now, I understand it more. But in the moment, it was some of the greatest radio in the world. Um, I agree with that. that. That's what I loved about the show. It was, you know, it. I'm, there were bits and there were forced things. But what was so genius, it was like we just watched people's lives. And I don't. I think that's a huge part that's missing from, like, the show today. And it it basically went away after Artie left. That that like you know the behind like where we got into these people's lives. Like now, Gina Bobina says agreed. And uh, a formatted the, radio show, a podcast. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's you know it's the Jimmy Kimmel influence. You know, it's, it's and all the like, bits are scripted now. Let's do. Listen, I I'm sure there was scripted bits back then too. Oh, yeah, I'm sure there was obviously more but... real, and it was like, you know, again we watched a guy have a meltdown, and I was fascinated by it. Also, I was always rooting for Casey. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And thank God to Steve Gorilla. We have to give a shout out to Steve Gorilla because if he Grillo. didn't become an electrician, we never would have had Casey. And just say that again, the, Brian. I stepped on you. If he never became an electrician, you said we 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 never would have had a KC because it was him leaving, and then they hired you know they a free intern left, and then they were found money to pay KC. So I think that is the greatest, you know, the greatest example of uh, of like the Stern Show was. I mean, KC was amazing and, on this show. 
Let me ask special guest, Obnoxious John, do you have any memories or philosophy or observations well, I, you wanted to share about the last days of KC on the Howard Stern Show? Yeah, I agree with both these guys. Um, it was awesome. It was reality TV at, at its best. You know, you love you love the characters on the show. And um, so, yeah, it was it was it was must see TV, must must hear radio, whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah. The cool thing about KC, though, like they didn't really bring up why he was gone um, too much. They didn't really say anything specifically that I can remember. And I do believe the door was still open for him to come back if he actually did go and seek help for himself. But he just wasn't ready at the time and just never went back. And that was awesome because at, of the people that left the show, that was Stern's kind of motive, motif or whatever. Like he would not talk about you once you left the show, but it was great. Us up have, on day. The, the, it was great to have Casey. He would always call in and promote the crazy stuff he was doing, the yeah, stupid stuff he was them. doing, yeah. and yeah. you'd find out how crazy he was. <laughs> and at the time, you know, I mean, I guess you could argue that there would be no, we wouldn't have had Eric, uh, the actor, Eric the midget, if it wasn't for Casey, because he's the one that introduced them to Johnny Frado. Um, you but know what to do. It, it was, you know, it was that, like, when any time he called in, it was very much, I mean, there was a great call in after KC went nuts and he argued with Tom Chiasano and, like, oh, said, yeah. I hate you, I hate you, I want, like, he, <laughs> like, threatened his life, I believe. And then, you know, six months later, maybe a year later, he called back and to apologize and make amends. <laughs> like, it was, there was. His heart you know, was always in the right place. Yeah. Like, while his mind at that time. Guy. Might not have been. And we have Ross you know Dogs. To, to, he's like Obnoxious John in a little bit. Like, things have Wait, happened. What? and Well, no, in a sense that Obnoxious John is a good person. He'll, like, look past things. Matt from like, Mondo Creepy is going to start streaming porn in a second. Everybody be careful. So <laughs> that's what, you know, he's a good-natured guy. And that's what, you know, you know. Ross I Dog's Broken Spirit says, how does Grillo make money? Now, I thought, like Gina Bobina says, I know he has the Aftershock podcast. I, I don't know if that's still going. She says, great question. I think he's a bartender or a promoter. That's what I thought, too. That's what I see on Twitter and YouTube, but I'm not 100% sure. Gina says, actually, I think Richard and Sal found ETM. No, it's, he's from Johnny Frado and Sal. I mean, uh, yeah, I thought he predates them. Right? If anything, but, Casey um, found. Wait, here goes OJ for wait, a second I, opinion. I, I don't think that. So I think Mid Eric just called in on his own, and then KC, I think, did link him up with Frado, but it wasn't it wasn't from the beginning. It was okay. through the it was through the show. But and Richard basically got on the show because of KC, because KC he would make all those phony phone calls about Richard. Uh, Richard would make them about KC, and uh, he had a lot of awesome song parodies also. Yeah, based on a lot of them based on Casey, which probably aren't politically as politically correct as they were when I was laughing my ass off. Of. Although, you know, what's sort of fascinating and I, I was going to play this clip, but I didn't want to get into a whole sort of uh, culture war, social political commentary on whatever. But when you watch the Pelican brief that Stern did, where he did that famous speech, which is now like going back, it's a long time ago now that stuttering John had leaked or had gotten a hold of where Howard says, we want to convert our audience, uh, too many of our listeners are homophobic, and so I have the specific plan. We can appeal to like Lady Gaga or whomever and say that you can come on to our show and change the minds of our, our listeners. By Maybe creating that's what bots Stern... on Twitter. Say it again? By creating bots on Twitter. And, well, and that was part of it, but a specific yeah, part of it was to get guests 
to sort of promote uh, uh, whatever. So, but maybe he was doing that back then. I don't know. It's fascinating to consider. Grillo promoted his show, according to Gina Bobina. Grillo promoted his show so well on Shuli. I, you know what? I, I, I missed that episode of uh, the Uncle Rico show. You're lucky. I, you are well, lucky for missing that one. I'll just tell you that it was it was hard to get through. Yeah, I just read now, all that the because com- of Grillo or Shuli. I read all the con. Well, it was another Shuli dig there. Brian, you gotta you gotta come on. But uh, I read all the comments saying that Grillo didn't really bring much, and it was sort of. I'm a, a fan a of Grillo, but yeah, there was like no point to him really being on the show, the Uncle Rico show, which is known to you know kind of poke fun at John, and he wanted nothing to do with that. I wonder why so, he went on the show. Yeah, Uncle Rican Mammy says it was painful. Well, I, I might have to go back and watch it just to experience it. But the, well, the reaction. Shuli, I think it was Shuli. Sorry for cutting you off. Uh, I think no, it was fine. Shuli that um, said, and I agree with that. I think it was Grillo just kind of taking a stance like, hey, you can't tell me what to do and you can't tell me what to do. I'm doing what I want to do. So I think that's kind of what he was doing, kind of letting John know like, hey, uh, I'm going on the show and you can't tell me I can't. And it was him going on telling Shuli, you know, I'll come on your show, but I don't have to talk about John, you know? So I think Shuli was the one that uh, came up with that. And I, I tend to agree with it. Jason N says it was horrible. Brian, who's funny, Shuli or Grillo? Oh, well. Who's funnier? In the Stern Show universe, Grillo is a god. <laughs> no, no. I mean, right now, who's funny? Who could tell a better Ooh. joke, you bastard? Oh, well. You know, I won't answer that. Julie is a better, obviously a way better comedian in every (laughs) sense of the word. But Grillo may be funnier in the sense that he's almost uh, a whackbacker. He was supposed to do this podcast like years ago, but somehow it never came together. I think he looked at our YouTube numbers and he was like, why the fuck would I do that? Uh, you're getting some hate from Gino, Gino Bobina. Brian, Brian's like an honorary member of Shuli's Anonymous. All right. So uh, that's really it for our dabble verse type uh, talk. Well, wait a minute. Okay. Wait a minute. I do because I did. I did oh, right. On Twitter. I got I can't you can't get away without me telling this. Ho- it's a horrible story. Yes. I apologize. Great. Obnoxious John. I sometimes I pack these stupid outlines and I don't re- leave room for human interaction. Yes. You had a story you wanted to tell. And a spoiler, Go ahead. Spoiler alert. It's not that great of a story, but it, it, <laughs> it, it, it it's kind of funny. So when Casey they were doing the whole Casey is gay bit and they sent him to a gay parade to do some yes. interviews. So, I believe the correct terminology is gay pride parade. Okay, well, this is what it was called back then. So, go the, ahead. I'm being the rude. gay pride parade, whatever it was called. He had gone to, and I don't know if it was the next day or whatever it was. They were reviewing the video uh, clips of him there, and so I decided I was going to call in as a gay person, and I came up off the top of my head with this name Byrell. And I spoke with a lisp and I called in and talked to John and I was in my character. I said, uh, yeah, I had seen Casey at the parade and kissing another man. And I'd like to talk to Howard about it. And so he put me on hold and oh my God, I, and so they put me through like almost within a minute I was on the air. Next thing you know, I hear Howard. Hello, Byrell, you are on the air. And I completely froze and I ended up just kind of blurting out. Um, yes, Casey is gay. 
And I love his ass. And I heard a couple chuckles, and then Howard kind of just, oh, thank you, Byrell. Thank you for calling. And just hung up on me, and they kind of just moved on. So, uh, still yeah. a worthwhile contribution, I think. <laughs> if anybody could find that clip, uh, that would be amazing to hear. Even though yeah, Uncle Rick and Mammy is saying, oh my God, you have to play this. But I I mean, the clip of, of KC sort of, it, it's got to be out there because the clip of him talking about this is on YouTube. So I'm sure someone out there has the yeah, extended cut where they go into OJ's call from back in the day. Gina Bobina says, great story. Yeah, and I apologize for almost moving on without, the whole reason OJ was here was to tell that story and oh, I was yeah. going to skip right over it. I'm sorry. <laughs> We did get a great uh, Jason N comment there as you were telling your story. Who pissed now? <laughs> Never escape the urine. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that was the Dabbleverse talk. And, and maybe we'll, uh, Uncle Rican Mammy says to OJ, well, you tried A plus for trying. Nice support <laughs> there. But I thought I would talk real quickly about something completely different. And, and then we'll try to run through and wrap this up because we're almost at an hour and my head explodes after an hour and my wife is going to divorce me because I have to clean the house today. It's a whole to-do list of things. <laughs> but uh, Brendan Schaub's Thick Boy Productions, Brendan Schaub, the UFC fighter who tried to become a stand-up comedian and is a podcaster of sorts, I guess, on the West Coast, he has a federal copyright lawsuit pending against Unique, Kyle, whose last name I do not know, the YouTuber I'm sure you all know, who does clip shows and commentary and transformative content, he believes, uh, of various uh, comedians and things like that. So there was talk this week that the lawsuit was thrown out, and I checked it. It is not thrown out. What happened actually was, where do I have it here? Both the plaintiff, Thick Boy Productions, and the defendant, Kyle, filed for a summary judgment. Both said they want this thing to be decided right now by a judge. We both have uh, evidence and you should be able to make a ruling without any more stuff happening in this case. Unique saying that this is clearly transformative content. Let's just get rid of this lawsuit. Thick Boy Productions saying like, no, this guy hasn't answered any of the court filings. We should win by default. The judge just said no to both. That's all that happened. The case is still pending. It seems to me as a casual observer that Thick Boy Productions is really burying Kyle in motions and paperwork. If anybody goes to, you can go to Pacer and sign up and you can access this stuff directly from the federal government and you can see all the, uh, not disclosures, but filings that they are burying Unique in. And I think at the end of the day, Unique is totally in the right here. He uh, has, it was transformative con content, you know, so this could be, this is kind of a scary thing. We're on YouTube. If it goes in Thick Boy's favor, that could definitely have a stifling, muffling effect on, on commentary channels, which has been the basis of YouTube or a subgenre of YouTube long before the Dabbleverse. So people have been doing these things for a long time. So people should keep an eye on that. Back when I, I was working and doing stuff for heavy.com, uh, we were, I did a sports show sort of like uh, a cross between sports center and the daily show called the Burley sports show. Uh, you could still find clips on, on YouTube and we always got away with it. Heavy always told us whatever you do, just say it's transformative content. Just say it's a transformative work. No matter what clip you show, how long you show it, just say transformative work. And don't worry, that we'll roll back to you. I know. <laughs> I oh, I very much know that's wrong. Right, we should all, let's do a class action suit against heavy.com uh, after this is over. Another tip, people, 
don't download videos from YouTube and re-upload them. If that it shows up in your metadata, that's a violation of YouTube's terms of service. And it's one of the things that Schaub's company, Thick Boy Productions, claimed to try to get this thing to a summary judgment. They're like, look, he's violating. We're, we're right. But uh, Kyle responded by saying, I actually didn't download videos from YouTube. They're readily available elsewhere. Um, so that's that. I should read some of the some of the comments here. I saw some people were saying some stuff here as I was blabbing on and on. Ross, yes, Saizan Z. I guess that that Thick Boy Productions got that channel pulled, I believe, and now he's unique uh, entertainment or unique something or other. Uh, my friend Jason N <laughs> says I clean. Daughters are pigs. Yeah, I have one daughter and one uh, son, and yeah. Uh, Ross says Kyle said he won. Yeah, I heard that too, but. I mean, the other thing that could be, the, the judge did smack around Thick Boy Productions a little bit in the response. So I don't know what Kyle's lawyer is telling him. Maybe they're telling him that, maybe they're saying that there's more uh, judgments coming and maybe he does feel like he won or he feels like he's on the right track. I don't really know. Uh, Gina Bobina says, real uncensorship. Beloved Chad as loved one. Every time Carlos says thick boy, a little part of me dies. Is that because I'm mispronouncing it? It is weird to search thick boy, though satisfying in a federal court database. Uh, so that's that. Anyway, that's that on uh, Thick Boy Productions. I am very happy to, as of always, uh, bring the show to a grinding halt by talking about boring shit. That is my fucking trademark. You don't have that steel toe. <laughs> Bill Burr. Oh, we also got to talk sex and movies. Real fast this week, Bill Burr, maybe it was this week, maybe it happened 10 years ago, I don't know. But Bill Burr, according to uh, this clip, likes the movie Sharky's Machine. I love the movie Sharky. I I, just so you know, I have a funny story that relates to uh, this, uh, this movie. Let's go. Tell Well, for people who don't know, Sharky's Machine was an early 80s Burt Reynolds film, and I guess Bill Burr gets into it. It was basically... Uh, it was its moniker was almost almost unofficially became Dirty Harry in Atlanta. Burt Reynolds plays a detective or homicide cop or maybe he's a vice cop, the vice cop. Yes. And he he's has to protect Rachel Ward, who's a high end escort and they fall in love and they're being tracked by crazy killer Henry Silva, I believe. Yes, it's got great stunts. It's got a really interesting cast and it's a really bizarre pre lethal weapon but after the golden age of cinema in the 70s sort of action film. It's a and at the time, Burt Reynolds was considered the biggest movie star in the world. Yeah, uh, he directed this, time, this too. And this in the 80s? It's in 1988. 80s, early 80s, yeah. So 77, 78, he was, yeah, the time of Cannonball Run and Hooper and all that. He was the guy. Uh, and it's kind of like really the last decent thing Burt Reynolds did other than, I'd say, breaking in a goofy comedy with what Casey Samasco, I think it was, which isn't a bad movie, independent film. And then Boogie Nights, of course, which he hated. Burt Reynolds hated Boogie Nights, every part of Boogie Nights. Until Fired his management. Fired his management right after doing the movie. Until he read the reviews. Yeah. Yes. Then until he was, he was not all Oscar about nominated. So that's the lowdown on Sharky's Machine if you have not seen it. OJ, what was your, your Sharky's Machine story? So growing up, we had a kid in our, an older kid in our neighborhood that um, I didn't know this till because I didn't know about the movie when I was a kid. But there was a character that went by, I guess, the Screaming Assassin. That was Henry Silva. He has, yeah, he's, 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 his whole gig is that he's, or his whole gimmick, he's, he's completely coked out of his mind 
and almost a monster by the end of the movie. So we there was a kid that had that nickname in our neighborhood. He was an older kid, and uh, he was uh, R-worded. And you know how like some of the I don't know what what do you call them nowadays? The R words? Uh, developmentally disabled. Okay, is those away. people. They, you know, you get some of them like Gary, the R word from the Stern Show. He was like a happy-go-lucky kind. And then sometimes you get the ones that are angry and just not cool. Um, And this was one, this kid. Are you about to confess a Bobby Lee-like molestation story here No, no, this kid would just punch people randomly. And you know, the noise that those type of people can make, that's what he would do. He would hit you and... Yeah. So anyway, that was a uh, <laughs> that's my story about the movie. OJ is so high right now. I love it. <laughs> but it's, it's a true story. Yeah, the screaming assassin. You, you know, the kids my age were terrified of him. Beloved Chad is loved one. Is this from Sharky's Machine? This quote you just pulled. I believe the, the, so. The, the quote I remember from the movie is the very is at the very beginning where there is a hostage situation on the bus. Burt Reynolds kills the guy and the one of the cop goes, is he dead? And Sharky goes, wake him up. See if he comes to just really cool. But beloved Chad is loved one. I'm going to pull the chain on you, pal. And you want to know why? Because you're fucking up my city because you're walking all over people like you own them. And the worst part, you're from out of state. So that's a great line. Thank you so much, beloved Chatters, loved one, for uh, sharing your love of the film Sharky's Machine. I also think it has probably the single greatest death scene. That's uh, it's so bizarre. What is it? Is it Bernie? Not is it Bernie Mac? Bernie Williams? Bernie Williams, African American actor from back Bernie in the Williams. day. He, he has in, uh, re- return, uh, Revenge yeah. of the Nerds. Guys. Yes, he yes. The Lambda, 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 President. Yes, so I might have his name wrong. Maybe Beloved Chatter's loved one can help us out. Oh, the R word word you were going for was redacted, according to Scooter G. <laughs> but anyway, he has a death scene where he he has this existential moment and he just talks. It becomes a comedy where he just talks about how he made himself disappear. It's just great. I guess you got to see it. Uh, Ross, Ross Dog's Broken Spirit says, let's go around the panel. OJ... <laughs> Innocent or guilty? I don't know if any, if you notice this, but that's my picture is stuttering John on OJ's body from what his uh, mugshot. Oh, I never realized that. Oh yeah, look I at would that. Love to. Uh, wasn't the guy called Billy Score? How creative! Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly. All right, so uh, here's Bill. Here's uh, somebody much more talented, infinitely more talented than me, talking about Sharky's machine. So we're gonna beat Sharky's machine into the fucking ground right now. In Sharky's machine. If you don't get out now, I'm gonna have to call the police. I am the police. I'd watched a Burt Reynolds movie with my buddy the other night. I watched um, Sharky's machine, which I loved when I was a kid. It came out when I was 13 years old. And I went back and I saw that. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna watch another Burt Reynolds movie. How do you lay off a Burt Reynolds? Now, somebody else was telling me that their favorite movie that Burt Reynolds did was Hooper. So I was like, I love that movie, and I saw it when I was a kid. All right, let me, let me go the check movie. that out. And uh, I watched that one. Um, you know, Burt Reynolds, Terry Bradshaw. How do you lay off that? I will tell you this, though. Having watched a lot of Burt Reynolds' work. Have you ever seen a movie without Burt Reynolds in it? Not all the way through, no. He was a really great actor. And I just feel like they didn't use him 
necessarily mm. the right way all the time. You know what I mean? They always had him in these these sort of like comedies and stuff, but I prefer him way more in like Deliverance. Deliverance. Uh, you know, what? Deliverance. Sharky's Machine. Um, Boogie Nights. I liked, I, I love that side of him. I mean, I, believe me, I love Cannonball Run, Smoking the Bandit, Hooper. I still love those movies, but I really like the ones where, um, you know, when, when Sharky's Machine came out, they asked him what the move, to describe the movie, and he called it Dirty Harry in Atlanta. <laughs> so, um, you know, and it's kind of the best famous shot of Burt Reynolds where it's like you get the humor, you get the action, but then it's also like this really serious story and you get to see him like, you know. There he is, Henry Silva. Doing like, I don't know, more like a grounded role rather than just driving some car fast and fucking going over, you know, doing the Dukes of Hazard jumps, which I love. All right, so that was Sharky's Machine. I just wanted to share that quickly as a Sharky's Machine. Can I say one thing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Bill, yeah, you guys Bill can talk Burr anytime you Bill Burr's off about one thing. Uh, Burt Reynolds was in complete control of his career at the time, and he chose every single one of those projects. Yes, and part of the reason why he went that. from being the biggest movie star in Hollywood to not being the biggest movie star in Hollywood is because he made a whole bunch of terrible decisions and really bad movies. Fellow boomers unite, Jason N. says. Gen X people. Yeah. Jason um, N. Just, uh, well, he's the same. We're, we're boomers now. That's the thing. When you reach yeah. a certain age, you just automatically become a right. boomer, with, with I, which I have accepted. There's no. Gen there's no, X for life. For life? <laughs> it's done, guys. It's done. We're boomers. We're talking about Sharky's Machine on a podcast, and I, I'm broadcasting from my basement. It's all done. It's over. The, the glory days. We're closer to death than we are to like losing our virginity. Anyway, so uh, I don't even know where I was going with that. Yeah. Burt Reynolds ruined his career for to a certain extent, as did Sylvester Stallone by rewriting all his movies. He would take a good concept. First Blood, he didn't mess with. All the other Rambo yes. movies had the the stink, the not the Brennan stink, but the Stallone stink. Uh, let's get. I didn't, Brian. Did you share these? Because I, I don't know. Maybe I'm sharing them now. No, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry if these are repeated. Beloved Chad has loved one says, "Have you guys seen Pups? If you like Sharky's Machine, you'd like it." No, I don't know that one, Brian. Are you familiar with Pups? No. Anybody? I'm not sure that one is. Uh, and this I will was this look that up today, and I will probably watch that. I also will say this: I watch Hooper all the time. I think that movie is, it's it's great so bar good. fight. Ah, uh, it's the best of all the Hal Needham, Burt Reynolds movies. And I am a firm believer in, uh, like everyone says, Jaws is a horror movie. You know, or it's you know, it's been said before, right? I think Deliverance is a horror movie too. I yeah, agree. Like, I agree. Like to me, as a guy that lives close to the woods, like that's what I, I'm more scared about—a bunch of hillbillies, you know, making me squeal like a pig than I am, <laughs> you know, than anything in the world. Speaking of Casey, our beloved Chatter's loved one says, "Good luck not getting turned on with Bert on the stream." Damn you guys, huh? that makes me laugh. All right, so real quickly because it was in the title and it was in our thumbnail, even though it's sort of a non-subject, but there was this weird discussion on film Twitter. Uh, this week. Six String Man says, Rambo 4 is amazing. Just watched it this morning. The gore is jaw-dropping. You know, it, I wanted it's to all, inter- it's oh, all CGI, though. I'm not a big fan of the later Rambo ones because it becomes so also, CGI. There's no story. That's OJ? What I, you know, I just found out, I found this very interesting. I'm sure you guys know because you're such movie buffs, but I just recently found out um, the first Rambo had a lot more dialogue that they ended up oh, yeah. cutting out because it was just so awful. 
Yeah, they made that movie uh, in the editing. And the thing about the, I mean, Rambo is to the whole First Blood franchise what the original Rocky is to Rocky. I mean, you could have stopped after Rocky won and you would have had one of the great American movies. Diver- deservedly won Best Picture. First Blood, in terms of just physical action, is a great, great movie. The rest, not so much. And then it became a and franchise. Yeah. It has Brian Dennehy in it, so... Any movie with Brian Dennehy is worth a watch. Grew up uh, where and I live. Young or was... David Caruso. Yeah. Uh, Ross Dogs. Oh, there was, I saw a great Quentin Tarantino thing talking about David Caruso. It was fascinating. Uh, Ross Dogs, Broken Spirit. I wonder if the hillbillies from Deliverance would have wanted sexual favors from John or took a pass. First Blood will always be the best. Yeah. Says Six String Man. Six String Man. Hell of a book, too. Yeah. First yeah. Blood. That's what I thought OJ was going to say, that it was based on a book. Uh, so that's that. Yeah. So just real quickly, the last thing, if anybody saw this, there was, you know, was originally supposed to be uh sorry, was originally supposed to be Rambo or he was one of the guys they approached. Yes. That would have been totally different. Yeah. Search out the Siskel and Ebert review of first blood. They have a really entertaining, well, I pressed the wrong thing. I almost turned this off. Uh, review of it. But anyway, okay, so on film Twitter this week, which is a weird place, we are sort of movie buffs to a certain extent, although we're boomers, you know what I mean? I don't like comic book movies. I, I, I don't watch any of that crap. But here's what's sort of the one that I noticed. Oh, no! It's not working. <laughs> which is just perfect. But there was this discussion this week about sex in movies. And the discussion was basically like, there's no need for sex scenes in movies because it's too weird. And like the people who are in the audience didn't give their consent to see this sex scene. And people clearly did not grow up in the 80s. Yeah. So Matt. The internet has ruined everything. The internet has ruined everything. Matt, you're on uh, Twitter. A decent amount. Did you see any of this? Are you aware of what I'm talking about? I am here? aware. I mean, you, I, I did see some of that, and and it veered off into a weird tangent where people are talking about how awkward it is to watch sex in television shows, like an HBO show, and they're there with their family, and how uncomfortable that makes them. Which isn't the same thing as sex in the movies, but you know, it's, since everything is being streamed and no one's really going to the theater, I guess it kind of falls into the same category these days. And I think the person that, I mean, just since this was live an hour ago and now I, it's, it's gone, but it was basically unpopular opinion. I hate nudity in TV shows, nothing more awkward than yeah. blah, blah, blah. Feel, you know, and I sort of get that. Uh, but I just thought the whole, my, my question is whether, uh, oh, beloved Chatter's loved one. Hold on. Breaking news. I'm the guy who shut down the bar with you at DabbleCon. Love the podcast. Keep up the good work, guys. Yes. So See, there was a rumor. Chatter is the one that stole you away from us. Okay. Yeah, there's a rumor out there that I got disappeared, that I had like abandoned DabbleCon like after an hour, and that I actually wasn't there, mainly spread by OJ. But <laughs> there it is. There, what happened was at the at the end of the Dabbies, I went to a far corner of uh, the comedy at the Carlson and was by myself and I was sort of people watching. Carl looked at me like I was weird. I was about, I was a good 10 feet distance between me and any other humans. So I essentially, I, they, I was treated like a, like a homeless person in Grand Central in New York City. But beloved Chatter's loved one, at some point we were the only two guys there. It was like, I turned around and, and then the entire place was empty and we had a, uh, a good time together. 
So, and he says, uh, no, you're a run of the mill drunkard. Yes. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I'm trying to, like, I didn't pee on anybody. Nothing like that happened. Uh, kinky loco says, just got here. Please recap black ornament says, can we talk about Kevin Dumbfuck more? No offense. You said we would talk about it later. Yeah. Well, black ornament, what I did was that was Roman numeral three on the outline, but it came, became Roman numeral number one. So if there are any specific questions you have about, uh, Kevin Dumbfuck, you can post them, but we moved that out of order and we did move it out of order after i said we would talk about it more later so that clarifies that i hope uh, nudity makes everything better facts yes thank you uh, jason n but again the person on twitter must have hid their or their comment here is how this is from beloved chatters loved one here is how carl i didn't think you'd remember any of this dude i thought you know like i thought everybody was of my mindset at this point and i learned the next day like kinky local was completely sober i hung over the guy for like eight hours beloved chatters loved one says here's how carlos introduced himself i have a crappy podcast i wonder i wonder why he was sitting all alone i was already a subscriber i thought the party was gonna last until four in the morning i'm like oh i'm in rochester new york the bars don't have to close to what 4 a.m I remember in our 20s, Brian, hanging out at various spots in New York, not New York City, but the New York general area there where you could enter a bar and then leave as the sun was coming up. I thought that's what it was going to be. But uh, I guess I'm just an alcoholic. Uh, Citizen M, good friend Citizen M. Uh, actually, I have a specific question for OJ. Okay, ask it. OJ, are you willing to take, uh, we're, we're going to wrap this up, but are you willing to take a couple of uh, DabbleCon questions? Uh, apparently people just realized that you're here. Sure, I'll take some questions. I, I might not answer them the way they want to be answered, but I will take them. Yeah, let's go, Citizen M. I'd let you call a, f a phone in uh, thing, but I don't have one. What's your question? Jason and love this crappy podcast. Brian and I are both hitting the comments. Sorry about that. So while Citizen M gets his question together, Sharky's Machine, sort of a lost, although not to this audience, early 80s actioner. It's not really a B movie. Uh, it had a big budget, of course, and I think it made money at the box office, but I just wanted to use the end of the broadcast here to just share a clip from a movie that I think is very underrated that came out a few years ago, directed by Joe Carnahan, who made NARC, which uh, Ray Liotta and Jason Excellent Patrick. Excellent movie. Excellent instant, movie. Amazing instant classic. Movie. I came for the movie talk and stayed for the dabbling. That's nice to hear. Six string man. Citizen M, what's your question? But let's share a scene from a great movie you should all seek out if you haven't already called cop shop you guys like the silence ah! hold on one second citizen m that does appear to be bulletproof <sighs> oh, <dang. Woo>! <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Anthony Lamb. Is that big man Bob Vinnick? Sideshow Bob, what the fuck are you doing in there? You know this whack job? Yeah, he's, uh... Well, Miss Law and Order, how about you open this door, we wrap this up real quick, and I get the hell out your head too sweet, huh? Theodore Moretto. I'll be a fucking monkey's uncle. Look at you in there. One of male grooming's greatest misfires. The man bun. You look like old Tom Cruise in that samurai picture that nobody watched. God damn. Bob, what's happening in there? 
Uh, yeah. Hey, Anthony. You know what, Bob? I'm sorry. I'm going by the more friendly and less formal Tony these days. I know it's been a minute. Hey, Anthony, I'm going to need you to clear off this contract. No, no can do, Bob. This contract is free fire, as there are competing parties for one Theodore Moretto. Hey, Anthony. You know, I'm not responding to that name. Anthony? Yeah, I'm not responding to that fucking name, Bob. You heard Doesn't, me. Doesn't uh, Joe Tatino in Chicago have a $65,000 sticker on your head? Uh, he does indeed, Bob. And all he's gotten back are the heads of the assholes he sent to collect mine. Clear off my contract now, Anthony, or as God is my witness, I'm gonna cut off your fucking head, put it in a bag, and drive it to Chicago. I shit you not. Meow? Is that the gauntlet you thrown down there, Bob? Are we gonna duel to the death? Well, if so, I foresee some terrible things for you. In the not-too-distant future, Bob, I drew you a dick. Yes. Yes. Please seek out the movie Cop Shop if you haven't seen it already and you're into some underrated B-movie-ish action films, right? So we had who? Frank Grillo is the target. Uh, what's his name? Gerard Butler Gerard is a hitman. Butler. Who wants and to then kill the other Frank? Guy is Toby something. Toby something from uh, from catch. Halt and Catch Fire, Fire, right? Connected to Cardiff Electric. So Cardiff that is Electric. actually a Dabbleverse approved movie. But basically, there are two killers, and they're trying to kill Frank Grillo. Very good. Okay, Citizen M. OJ, you ready for the Citizen M question? Yeah, sure. <laughs> OJ, sorry, we put you to sleep. The Dabbleverse is a little averse to movies sometimes. Like, uh, I've noticed that a little bit. Okay, Citizen M, this isn't pointed. Just a bit confused about OJ commenting on the Kevin Dumbfuck hate while praising Muttering Jay's daily coverage of Pissgate. So well, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to make I, sense of that question. I, though. Didn't, I, I see what he's saying. I, I think he's trying to say that he's confused by the fact maybe you haven't commented or you've been refrained no, no, no. from I, I, okay. I see what he's saying he's saying okay. that I, I was praising muttering jay's coverage of Pisgate, which was that's not exactly true i was i was praising muttering jay's coverage in general uh when i was talking comparing him to steve langford um and yes i am i i am conflicted with um the coverage I will admit that like part of me thinks it's hilarious. And then there's part of me that feels bad. I can't help that. So that's just how it is. So that's it. And we talked about that a little bit at the beginning of the podcast citizen. M. I think, uh, I don't know if you missed that or not. I don't even really remember what we said. I think uh, we made a point that maybe uh, saying something bad about, Kevin saying something bad about muttering Jay wasn't the best uh, PR strategy to deal with hashtag piss. No, that was a good question. I could, I could see the confusion there. Uh, a couple of final comments here. Gina Bobina says, great question to citizen M Gina Bobina says, fantastic coverage. Gina Bobina says funny as fuck. Gina Bobina says the SJO SJO theories are my fave. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an hour and 18 minutes. I have nothing more to say. 
I don't know if we'll return. Maybe this is the end of the podcast, but I want to thank everybody for being in here today, especially a late hello and goodbye to the great Tommy. Kevin no, known for his smart business move. Kevin's known for his... Are you talking about Kevin Brennan or Kevin Dumbfuck? Uh, that's that. Jason, I'm certainly commented on a lot. Sorry, screw him. That's that. But I want... OJ, I want to thank you so much for coming on the broadcast. People should follow OJ if you do not already at Obnoxious John on Twitter. Anything you want to promote, plug apologize for make a stand on now is your time to do it mr obnoxious john <laughs> oh wow a whole bunch of things just went through my head but i'll just keep it uh short and simple i guess yeah um you can just follow me obnoxious john youtube twitter i haven't really been posting too much stuff on youtube it's mostly just uh audio of john from his old shows i find little clips and uh post them on there but i haven't done that in a while Twitter, I guess you'll find more stuff. I I, I I try to help out other shows as much as I can, so I'll retweet stuff and and, and let me just interrupt. I, I you made us. I have a uh, I have audio from John. We paid for a cameo back in 2018. This podcast was called something else, so that's why uh, if you've heard any previous episodes, it'll be like this is stuttering John Melendez from the Howard Stern Show. You're listening to, and then I come and say insufferable bastards. Can I talk, John? You you helped us out by uh, using. Can I talk about this? Yeah, dude, that's okay. fine. I didn't ask this before, but you you actually use the Stuttering John AI, so now it sounds like Stuttering John is saying the correct name of this podcast. I only bring that up because you do help other shitty podcasts like this one, and I very much appreciate that. And also some of the advice you've just given in private conversations, I really do uh, appreciate what you have to say and your guidance. So thank you very much, OJ. Hey, I appreciate hearing that. Yeah, I just I, I I get off on helping people. It's just my nature. So something I enjoy doing for fun, it's not work for me. So like just doing that, like I just thought that was cool. Like if I could, I actually, you know, I'm my own worst critic. So I, there's still a part of me that thinks I could have made it better. And it's just like, okay, it is. At some point, you just got to just be done and be like, okay, that's it. But uh, yeah, I, I just enjoy doing that and trying to give advice where I can, you know, just having a background in, in producing. Um, I, I, I do bring some things to the table in the, in our dabble verse. So yeah, just check out the uncle Rico show. Um, they've been, they've been on a roll, obviously WATP and um, my new favorite guy, El Horrible B dabbler. Um, and obviously anybody who's here, if, if you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button. I mean, these guys do a great job with whatever they're covering. Thank you so much. And Matt is from Mondo Creepy. Mondo Creepy is a horror hostish, hostess YouTube show, sort of in the vein of Up All Night with Rhonda Shear from back in the day and Gilbert Gottfried. You are in production. When are we going to see new Mondo Creepy on YouTube and Roku TV? OSI 71? OSI 74. Uh, we're shooting a new episode uh, this coming Thursday. We shot another one last month. I'm editing that one, trying to get like two more in the can and then release them sort of as a season, hopefully in May. However, uh, one of the older episodes is going up on OSI 74 uh, later this week. So you could check that out on Roku or on OSI 74's uh, website, OSI74.com. Okay, somebody in the chat, one of our moderators, please put Kinky Loco in timeout. Again, one of our moderators in the chat, please put Kinky Loco in timeout.